I'm Brandon Knight, and this is My Seminary Life. Welcome back to My Seminary Life. We are here for the kickoff of the fall semester. No more fake summer semesters, and not a half spring semester, but our very first full semester. I'm Brandon Knight. Thanks for joining us here today. Before we get into the conversation that we have today, allow me to introduce myself and the show. So again, my name is Brandon Knight. I'm a produce merchandiser and traveling preacher living in Northwest Indiana. And God has put on my heart a burden for preaching and teaching his word, but not just not just so that way we can learn it or not just so that way we can always have practical information, but to pull people, pull people to a deeper relationship with our Father in heaven. Which means at times that we have to sit and wrestle with hard conversations, hard topics, hard areas of scripture. But that is what I truly believe God has called me to do. And from there is where this podcast kind of comes into play. Back in the spring, I started seminary for the second time. I had to drop out uh, several years ago for financial reasons, the first go-around. But I'm back, Grace Theological Seminary online, working on a Master's of Arts in Ministry Studies with a concentration in Christian ministry, which, yes, is super redundant. But it's a good combination of theology, Bible classes, and also general church ministry courses as well. And I started that back in the spring, and the idea for this podcast is that each week I sit down to uh, review the things that I have been studying. It helps me to write good notes on the class, so that way I can internalize it better, and it gives me a script to read off to you guys. But it also gives me the opportunity to take conversations that are normally reserved for the grad school classroom, and I can bring that to you all, the average Christian at home doing the dishes, driving in their car, whatever it may be. And you can hear about some of these things that really I truly believe that all believers need to learn, need to grow in. It's unfortunately, to use a common expression I hear nowadays, it's behind the paywall. It's behind a paywall of, you know, tuition and books and all this. Well, here's a free way to get you in on some of those conversations. So that's what my seminary life is. That's who I am. I'm I'm so thankful that you are here to join us for the start of the fall semester. We have two classes this semester. On the second half of the semester, we're going to be talking about discipleship methods, which is very unique. I do this really nerdy thing where I browse different seminaries and look at the different classes that they offer, and rarely do I ever see something that sounds like a class that teaches you how to disciple other people. That's on the second half, but we're going to start things off this semester for the next several weeks talking about Theology Seminar 1, also known as Systematic Theology 1. Systematic Theology is that class that I think is most closely associated to seminary. It's the juggernaut. This is the big one where you're really diving into what does the Bible have to say about this. And I'm very excited. I have already really enjoyed my studies this past week. And I am excited here to bring to you basically why. You know, that's kind of what the start of every class is. Why? Why do we need to learn about systematic theology? And of course, what is 
systematic theology. Well, let's start with the what first. What is it? When we break down those terms, systematic theology, we get a very simple definition. So systematic gives the idea of like uh, a orderly, following a pattern, not chaotic. And theology is literally understood as the study of God. So essentially, systematic theology with a very simple working definition is the organized orderly study of God. We are not haphazardly studying plants or planets or animals. We are taking a very organized approach to studying God. And I believe that that is the general idea that most people have about this class. However, in our lectures and also from two of our authors, we have three ginormous books. If you saw on social media, I posted a picture this past week of Excuse me. Two of the books that we have for this class, of course, Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. We also have Miller J. Erickson's Christian Theology. And a third one that was not pictured is a book also called Christian Theology. I guess there's only so many titles you can use for a class like this by Alistair McGrath, which I'm really interested in because McGrath is a C.S. Lewis scholar. So obviously I have a bias immediately towards him. But between our lecture notes and what Grudem and also uh, Erickson wrote in their books, there is a, an added element to their working definition of systematic theology. So let me just read these for you. According to our lectures, theology is the systematic biblical related to issues of general culture and learning, contemporary in language and truth, and practical. Grudem writes... Systematic theology is any study that answers the question, what does the whole Bible teach us today about any given topic? And Erickson writes, Christianity is a religion because it is belief or doctrine, feelings or attitudes, and a way of life or a manner of behaving. Theology is a second level activity. It is the study of God. It is the Discipline that strives to give a coherent statement of the doctrines of the Christian faith, based primarily on the scriptures, placed in the context of culture in general, and worded in a contemporary idiom, and related to issues of life. Theology requires meditation and absolutely needs to be practiced by those who teach the word. So, we get this idea again of a orderly approach to studying God, but there's a few additional details that these uh, authors and our professor bring to the table. First off, we have this key element of it being biblical. Erickson writes later in his book, I love this, the explanation as to why we use scripture, why the primary focus is on scripture. And that is because the scripture, specifically the gospel, is the primary place that we learn about the life of Jesus. And Christianity is a movement of people who are following a man named Jesus. So we're going to read the gospels in order to understand who Jesus is, what he was like, what he taught, and live our lives according to that. But when you read the Gospels, what you quickly learn and realize is that they reference a whole bunch of other books. 
books in the Old Testament, which means that we should give uh, credence to those books. We need to be paying attention to the Old Testament because apparently the authors and Jesus, whom we are following, cares about the Old Testament and what it has to say. And then following the tradition that the rest of the New Testament is then written by people who were immediately under his authority, under the authority of Jesus, under his ministry, carrying out the his authority and apostleship, having written these epistles, these letters in the rest of the Old Testament, or rest of the New Testament, that then also reference back to the Old Testament in various places, that gives us the entire canon of Scripture for our benefit. That is then why we primarily start with Scripture in building our theological worldview. So that's why we start there. Another important Another important element that comes out of these working definitions from our professor and Grudem and Erickson is this, that there is a, with the intended purpose, in our simple definition, an orderly study of God, that just, that's it. That is the entirety of why we are doing this. We are doing this whole thing for the intended purpose of studying God. It is a merely an intellectual endeavor, which I think is what people primarily when they think about systematic theology and they think about seminary in general, that's what's going on in their mind is that this is where we learn about God and it's all very conceptual. It's all in the head. It's all just knowledge. But what Grudem and Erickson and our professor bring to the table is that it is very intellectual. You are forming doctrines from scripture. Doctrines are the teachings of scripture, but theology then takes those doctrines to the next step of how do we apply this in our lives? That is the whole of systematic theology. We are taking truths revealed in scripture and we are then putting them in a contemporary language and applying them in a contemporary setting. And Grudem writes at one point in his preface to the book, that, therefore, systematic theology is something that all believers in Jesus Christ should be concerned about. All believers should be involved in the process of systematic theology because it's all so practical of studying the Word of God, learning these doctrinal truths, and then applying these doctrinal truths to our daily lives in a contemporary setting. Erickson takes a little bit more of a focused approach, saying that anybody who is teaching the Word of God, pastors, professors, Sunday school teachers, small group leaders, anyone who is teaching the Word of God definitely, definitely needs to be in a practicing systematic theology. They need to be meditating on the doctrines of Scripture and then applying it to other people in their contemporary lives. Which is very interesting to me because I don't think that's what anybody thinks about when it comes to systematic theology. If the point of systematic theology is for 
all believers, and very specifically those who teach the Word of God, to sit down to meditate on the Word of God, to learn these truths, and then learn how to apply it in their own life or in the lives of others as they teach, if this is for everybody, if this is to help the church become more unified, as Grudem writes, that this is his whole purpose for wanting to write this book, is to bring more unity among believers. If that is the case, then why is this class just revert, reserved for seminary students? Where's all the Sunday school curriculum on systematic theology? Where's all the small group curriculum on systematic theology? I'm not a pastor. I don't know a whole lot about programming. I help out a little bit with our youth group when it comes to programming and writing lessons and series and all this type of stuff. I help out a little bit with that stuff. But it it is my impression that churches generally are always trying to program towards the lowest common denominator, the youngest Christians, or they are trying to meet very specific needs all the time. Here's a you know, here's a book on anxiety, here's a book on marriage, here's a book on finances, and then the theological elites in the church, I use that term loosely, I'm not trying to say that there should be theological elites, but those who you may think are, you know, theologically elite, they have, you know, that special group that only meets, you know, with certain people, and if you don't meet every week, then, you know, you get kicked out or whatever, like, But no, like going deep in God's word and challenging ourselves is a practice that all believers should be doing. And I think we do ourselves and I think the church does a disservice when we're always trying to meet to the lowest common denominator, just focusing more so on topical studies and letting the the people who have the who have done the work of systematic theology and know these doctrinal truths are just teaching themselves like i think we're doing ourselves a disservice that there should be some place in the middle where we can always be trying to pull people up a little bit and not always just relying on topical assignments topical books I, my wife and I, we're starting a small group this fall, and I've, I've been pretty clear with everybody in the group that if, if their need is for, you know, we're going to study a book on marriage or raising kids or whatever, if that is the need in the group, then okay, we'll do that. But that's not, what, that's not where my heart is at. My heart is in, okay, what, where are we at spiritually, and where can we as a group, come to a book in scripture or go to a classic Christian literature and pull ourselves up a little bit and wrestle with this text and help each other grow. Like, I think that is where we're really supposed to be when it comes to discipleship and making disciples. We are to be looking to Jesus and wrestling with the text. That was a lot. Sorry. Rant over. Um, but yeah, so that's why, that's what systematic theology is. It is the organized study of God with the intended purpose of putting what we have learned into a um, into contemporary language and being able to communicate that in a way that will then make it practical for other people. That's the general working dis- definition of systematic theology. And... 
the why, the why we are doing this is because this is something that brings believers closer together in unity in the body of Christ. And it also, of course, brings us more knowledge about who God is. Ultimately, as believers, we are to be striving to know who God is and to glorify him in our lives. And so, systematic theology as a class is something for all believers. So I'm glad that you've tuned in for today's episode, and I hope you come back in the next seven weeks or so, that, so that way we can maybe spend some time together wrestling with these harder texts, these harder uh, areas of study. Systematic theology isn't just the study of God. You have Christology, you have the study of angels, you have eschatology, and we're going to hit a lot of these these next several weeks or in the spring, I believe is when I have to take systematic theology too. So whatever we don't hit now, we'll definitely hit and come the spring. And we're going to, we're going to grow. We're going to, yes, it's going to be very intellectual, but it's going to be It's not just learning for the sake of learning. It's going to be learning that drives us to God. And that will show us exactly how we are to be living as believers in this world. Studying a book that's thousands of years old, but is still contemporary, is still useful in our day and age. And that is systematic theology, and I'm... Very excited for what's coming next. Um, But yeah, thanks for tuning in for this episode. As you can see, I'm trying to make these shorter. I've been reading a little bit lately on how to host a great one-man show. And one thing that's recommended is to go shorter than I was already. I was trying to hit like a 25, 30-minute mark. And they were like, no, 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 15 minutes tops. I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. We'll see how it goes. Just, I want to get you the information, and to keep you interested the whole time. And if you did enjoy today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you took a quick moment to rate and review and subscribe, whatever it is on the podcast platform that you are listening to. I know on places like Spotify, you can't necessarily rate and review on there. But if you go over to our Facebook page, Give us a like if you haven't yet already. Facebook.com slash My Seminary Life Pod, I believe. It's My Seminary Life on Facebook. Go over there, give us a like, and it, you can write a review for the show on Facebook. You do a recommendation on Facebook. And hey, how about this? If anybody writes a recommendation between now and when the next episode comes out, I'll give you a shout out on the show. We'll make it worth everyone's while. So if you write a review, thanks for that. And I will give you a shout out here on the show. I want to make this a bit more of a fun, engaging environment for everybody. Uh, also, if you would like to ever leave, write in a question for the show, please uh, DM us on Facebook or you can go to our profile on Anchor, which is our main home. We're on all the different platforms, but Anchor is our primary home. Uh, and you can leave a voice message on there. I'm looking forward to December after class ends, and I'm going to be putting together a big holiday-themed episode. I got a couple ideas, and I would love for there to be a Q&A segment. So be sending in questions to me about uh, me, my 
whatever, this class, whatever, send in your questions there. And I would appreciate that. And of course, if you want to keep up with me, I'm on Instagram and on TikTok at just.brandon.k for more uh, fun, geeky, and also theologically sound uh, content. All right, cool. So thanks again for jumping in on this episode. We will be back hopefully next week. I've got a very busy fall in front of me. Got youth group and small groups and class and work and I got a lot there's a yeah anyway so be back next week as we continue our conversation on systematic theology I'm not really even sure what exactly we are studying next week and that is because I still have a chapter and a half to read for this week so I gotta go but until next time I'm Brandon Knight keep on studying